So we've been doing a sermon series that is called Easter from the Backside. And we have been looking so far at some Old Testament texts that sort of point towards an Easter. And so um, today, well, I'm going to break all the rules that I learned in seminary about Lent, and I'm actually going to share the Easter story with you three weeks before Easter. I'm a rule breaker. What can I say? So, but really at its core, I, I believe Easter is a love story. It's a story about how much God loves you. And it's a love story about how much God loves the world. Each and every person in the world. The, the truth of it is, the birth, the death, the life, and then the resurrection of Jesus is evidence of how much God loves you. Not just you, but the whole world. We, we can find ourselves in the place that the author of 1 John says that we love because He first loved us. And when you look at the story of the disciples, and really in particular of the women disciples that followed Jesus, they're there because they love Jesus. You are here today because you love Jesus. And the truth of it is that the Easter is really not the end of the love story. But, but really, it's the beginning. It's a new beginning. It, it's the truth that we all get a new beginning. That we can all be forgiven of our sins. That, that we can become a new creation in Christ that our relationship with God can be restored to one of rightness and righteousness. And we will be given the gift of everlasting life. We love because God first loved us. So our text today comes from the Gospel of John. It's John's sort of unique spin on the Easter, the first Easter Sunday. So it's chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. So hear these words. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in 
and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the Scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been, lying one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them what he said, and said he th- the things he said to her. This is the word of God for the people of God. So this story is present in all four Gospels. John has a bit of a different spin on it. Here he has Mary Magdalene going alone to the tomb at the the first Easter Sunday. In Luke and Matthew, it's Mary Magdalene and another Mary and the mother of Jesus, Mary. So all the Marys go in Matthew and Luke. And then, I mean, sorry, Matthew and Mark. And then in Luke, it's just enumerated as the women. So it's interesting to note, I don't know if you caught that, but it was Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, who could that be? But maybe John, right? What we learn from this is that John is the one, is the disciple whom Jesus loved, in theory, and that he's faster than Peter. And he outran Peter to the tomb, but he didn't go in. Peter is the one who went in first. But Mary Magdalene is an interesting biblical figure. There has been much attached to her that is not in Scripture. Pope Gregory I implied that Mary Magdalene was a repentant prostitute. So so if you had in your head that Mary Magdalene was a former prostitute, that's where it came from. It's not in Scripture. And, And then there were a couple of movies and some books that came out that suggested that that Mary Magdalene was Jesus' secret wife, and, and that she was, in fact, 
the Holy Grail. None of that is scriptural. What we do know about Mary Magdalene from Scripture, what the Bible makes clear is that Jesus cast seven demons out of her. She is called out in the Gospel of John as having anointed Jesus. What we do know about Mary Magdalene is that she followed Jesus around. What we do know about Mary Magdalene is she was present at the crucifixion. What we do know about Mary Magdalene is she was there on that first Easter Sunday morning. And let me point out that the women disciples are called out as being present at the crucifixion of Jesus. The disciples are nowhere to be found at the crucifixion of Jesus, except one. The, the women loved Jesus. Mary Magdalene followed Jesus, did all the things that she did because she loved Jesus. The disciples, they dropped everything, followed him around. Why? Because they loved Jesus. We're here because we love Jesus. John believed because he saw, right? He went into the tomb and he believed, but there was no resurrected Jesus. You see, love helped John to understand what Jesus was about. Mary was the first to see the resurrected Jesus. She was the first one to go out, sent by Jesus, to share the good news of his resurrection. See, love is the great interpreter. Because we love someone, we, we can sympathize with them. We, we tend to root for them a little more than someone that we don't love. Love can help us believe where we're struggling, perhaps with our head, with logic. Love can help us to grasp the truth, even when it's just out of reach for us. John loved Jesus. Mary loved Jesus. They were all there. They all followed because they love Jesus. You are here because you love Jesus. And let me say, it's a great and it's a wonderful thing for us to love Jesus. But, but, but I think that we can get caught doing some bad theology when we get 
caught with I love my Jesus. And that's where we stop. There's a great old hymn that we're going to sing at the end of this, and we're going to sing it because I love it. I love the idea of of having a relationship with Jesus. It's in the garden. But, But if that's the sum total of your theology, you're missing the point. It's Jesus walks with me, talks with me. Oh, the joy as we tarry there. Yes, we love Jesus. But, but if that's where we stop, we're missing the point. This text from John, is, it's really interesting. So there's this moment where, where Mary has, has recognized him. Well, first, there's this really poignant moment where she doesn't. and It's just one of my probably top five scenes in the Bible. So she thinks that he's the gardener, right? And he's standing there. And he goes, Mary, Mary, it's me. And then she recognizes him. And and then there's this, this weird passage of don't touch me because I've not yet ascended to the Father. I've done a lot of Bible studies, and, and we or especially around the Holy Week, Easter time frame, and we talk about that. What does that mean? That I can't touch Jesus because he hasn't yet ascended to the Father. And we get some really interesting conversations. Well, maybe he was like a ghost. Maybe he was sort of ethereal and he wasn't real and yet. And maybe um, he wasn't fully formed from the resurrection. All kinds of speculation. And and in having those conversations, I love how we just put God in a box, right? A box that's limited by our ability to imagine and understand. A box that's limited by what we think of as the laws of nature. Look, if Jesus wanted Mary to be able to touch him, he would make it happen. And and as I was preparing this, this text, I was reading some scholars, and there's that question, what does this mean that I can't touch Jesus? And there's some speculation that it's a a, a mistranslation from Aramaic to Greek, and that really the Aramaic sounds something more like, Mary, let go of me. You have to go and tell the others. And I love that. That helps me understand that kind of odd text a little bit more. I mean, if I'm Mary Magdalene and I am looking at the resurrected Jesus in the flesh, I'm going to hug him and hang on to him like crazy. And he says, Mary, let go of me. Go and tell the others. That's a lesson for us. Yes, we love Jesus. But let me help you. He's not your Jesus. He belongs to everyone. Yes, he died for you. Yes, you have a unique relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. 
and it is yours. But if that's where you stop, you're missing the point. The point of it is God loved the world. And so because we love Jesus, we have to share the story. We have to share the love of Jesus. We have to go and be the hands and feet of Jesus. We have to let people experience Christ's love through us. Yes, Easter to love story. It's a love story of God's great love for the world. If you really love Jesus, you cannot keep it to yourself. It's not yours to exclusively treasure. Yes, you can have those moments. But, but if you're not out there sharing that Christ was nailed to a cross and died and was resurrected for you, then we've missed the message. Jesus is saying, I love you, but let me go and share the good news. Don't get just stuck with me. You are my hands and feet. Go out into the world and share this great love story of God for the world. Let us pray. Gracious God, what a mystery our faith is. How it all works, how it all hangs together, but because we love you, we know it is true. We know that through your crucifixion and your resurrection that we have new life that we have everlasting life, that we are cleansed of our sins, and that our relationship with you is once again right. Father, make us bold, bold to go out and to share this love story with those around us. We love you. We love to be with you. We love to spend time with you. Father, help us to not get stuck there. Let us be beacons of your love for the world to see and to feel. Let this church become a gigantic beacon of your love for all in the community to experience your grace and your love. Father, we love you. But make us bold to go and share the good news. 
We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.